Hello everyone, I am Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. Today we talk to Nick Sturz of Wilder, a California-based alternative band. In his free time, he indulges in all things fantasy, from video games to more video games. After being gifted his first drum set by his uncle, he's been a part of the music scene since he was a teenager. Members Nick and Steven have been making music together for around 10 years, Wilder being their most recent project. The band recently released their first EP, Bad Bad Luck, and plans on playing shows across the area to showcase their new music. Without further ado, See Through by Wilder. Nick Sturz of Wilder, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> what, what do you yeah. enjoy doing? Yeah, oh no, I'm scared of just driving to be, no. Uh, yeah, I honestly, outside of the music, uh, for me personally, I am engaged. So, me and my fiance, we've been together for um, eight years. We've been engaged for almost a year. So, we're getting married in um, April that's kind of like taking up a lot of our our like you know I guess like forefront like vision and then um aside from that you know I generally like hanging out with my family um you know I I'd say that on on the side I really like I'm into tech and I really do like like skateboarding and just other typical California type stuff but um technology has been kind of a 
the thing that I've been getting into lately, uh, which is pretty cool. But um, and then Steven, Steven's a dad. Steven has like two kids. Uh, he's married. He's been married for like five years now, I think. And um, he's a he's a manager at a brewery out in Anaheim near Disneyland. So um, he's a really busy guy. Um, and I'm pretty busy too, but he's like got his plate full in a lot of different ways. So that's kind of what we got going on outside of Wilder at this point. Well, tell us a little bit more about, um, the tech, like elaborate on what we're talking about. Is it like computers or, uh, weird random gadgets? No, I, I mean, we like doing music. We'd always have to use computers for like tracks and stuff like that. So I got a general understanding of it but then in 2017 i started working for um apple actually just at a retail store uh so but given that like you have to know i guess like you have to know what's current and you have to stay updated on you know what's relevant because it all gets outdated so quickly now like mainly hardware you know and so i've been just really like i don't know fascinated with kind of the back end of how things work and um lately just kind of like dipping my feet and like learning about like web development and also just like kind of like learning about like like what what is coding what is all that kind of stuff so i don't know it's pretty cool um i i'd say like outside of this like that takes up a lot of my time because that's just my job you know but also in, in the spare time i'm trying to like also just enhance my skill sets and like have a have something that I can rely on in times of like dry seasons with music if that makes sense so yeah yeah tech is definitely one of those things that if you know how to do it you're you're gonna have something to do oh always man it's insane I mean like just under like the umbrella of like Apple or Windows or like Android like there's industries under those umbrellas like one company can have many industries which is crazy so now, are yeah. you to the point where you're like interested in building your own kind of computer? Because I feel like that was something that like blew up over um, like lockdown and quarantine. Like I feel yeah. like I saw a lot of people building their own computers. Is that something that you'd ever be interested in? Oh, like like a PC kind of? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yes. I would be super down to build my own gaming PC because actually outside of all that, I have been super into like playing games lately and like. I don't know. I've been getting into like RPGs and like Dark Souls and stuff like that. So um, I play on that TV behind me, but I have to okay. sit on this couch and I kind of have bad eyes. So I need something that I can have like right here where like the display is all in front of me. And I would like to have a full blown gaming PC because that would be pretty sweet. Now, I appreciate that in your free time, you like to torture yourself because I, too, have played Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. I know it's (laughs) absolute. Dude. (laughs) What other, outside of, like, Dark Souls and, like, maybe some of those other RPGs, like, what are the, what are your favorites? Like, what are some of your top games? Yeah, no, um, okay, so I've been a Zelda guy my whole life. So, like, when I grew up on, like, N64, N64 era at GameCube era, so Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, um i did i played some of twilight princess more than majora's mask but then after that really like once once skyward sword came out i stopped playing video games because i was a teenager i was super into skateboarding and kind of just out doing things so i literally didn't pick up another console until the switch came out so things had gotten so much better by 2017 uh, i got mine in like 2019 i think so and I, i played breath of the wild and i was like holy shit like this is this is the best video game i've ever played in my life just because of how like how much better the technology was and like how 
vast it is and i don't know it was crazy so that got me back into it uh so like zelda for sure is my my all-time fave and then i gotta say like dark souls and then i've um like you know dark Souls. i've one two three bloodborne i've been fucking around heavily with those games and torturing myself as you say um after that uh i don't know i'm like starting to like mess around with like uh what's it called shadow of war like lord of the rings type game i'm super into fantasy Mm. nerd stuff Mm. so yeah all about it. All about it. Yeah, hell yeah, All dude. about it. <laughs> so you said that uh, you've been skateboarding since you were like a teenager. Like, what got you into that? Is it just because you're in California that you did it or? I mean, probably. Uh, my dad is a surfer and a skater. So, and he's like pushing 50. Um, so I grew up always going to the beach with him and my, my cousins and my uncles. And even his uncles from like the 70s and 60s era we're into like skating and rock and like just like doing like that whole scene so it's kind of got generations in our family uh which i think is pretty cool i kind of wear it with a badge of pride um and i i mean it was a huge part of my life lately i now i try to do it like uh when i can uh, and i need to wear pads and like be, like i'm almost 30 so like i'd like need to take care of this because otherwise i'll like actually die skateboarding's hard like when you see people do it they make it look really easy skateboarding's really difficult and i don't understand how people can just go and do it (laughs) no i mean like the the best way to learn i think is just eating crap over and over um i i'll I'll follow some like i'm really into like transitions like the bulls not really into street street skating as much but i'll watch these guys who just like shred these bulls and like I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'll go and I can't even fucking roll down a little thing because I'll have to like get used to it because it's like got a quick transition or something. Um, no, big respect to those guys because that takes real like unhinged like talent and dedication to get there for sure. I just want to, I appreciate the use of the word unhinged. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is just off the rocker. Yeah. So. Uh, you talked a little bit about like uh, tech and coding and stuff like that. And I know something that's been like really big in music for a while is like plugins and stuff like that. Ooh. Would you want to maybe start developing something along those lines? Honestly, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Uh, like audio, like production producer, like niche stuff like that. Um, I don't know why. I've just never been too interested in it mainly because when I hear other like people who are super into it talk about it especially here in LA County it's like pretty pretentious so I've just kind of like left it to them to figure it out and while I'll just I'll just rather play my drums um but Mike Pepe who did do our album I believe he did create a little pack uh of sounds from my drum sessions from the Wilder record that um ended up being really um I don't know people people like like he had like dudes from like taking back sunday in there and like i I don't i don't know who what other bands but like they were like whoa these are super sick like these sounds and i was like wow that's my drum that's so i was i was uh honored but um that's kind of the extent of it to be honest fair enough yeah tell us about uh when you got into music and when did you start playing drums wow so i kind of grew up always hearing music um mainly like rock and then being in from Long Beach, like, like gang, like actually like gangster West coast rap was like something that was super just around all the time. So there was that series listening to me. Fuck off. Um, 
so like there was that and then i'd say around like 12 13 14 is when i started going i got into skateboarding and i got into punk rock so that was like the catalyst and then my family we actually moved to a small town um here in california called tachapi california where there's a hardcore band called the warriors that's from there and that's where i got into actually like real hardcore music um and that's where i kind of dove in head first and started playing the bands and traveling to like nearby cities and that was it i was i was in love and um honestly really haven't stopped since then i was about 16 years old at the time so maybe 15 so what point during that did you like actively learn to play the drums and like get drums because they're an expensive instrument yeah like no how did you end up uh starting that i i should say okay so i was like 14 when that happened but i was 10 years old when i first started playing drums so i started playing drums just in the school band i don't know why i just always wanted to do it ever since i was a baby like more well, baby but like little as long as i can remember i just i just for some reason wanted to do it so once i got into middle school my mom like enrolled me in the, the school bands and my uncle had a drum set laying around he just gave it to me, which is really cool of him to do and so he came over to our house i still remember it it was in 2000 like three dude like he came over and just set up the drum set i remember he played this really basic beat and i was like oh my gosh that's so cool and then from there um i loved doing bands in middle school and i did in high school marching band jazz band all that stuff so and that's really where i learned um like theory and you know like it's it's a public education educate like education right but um i i, I mean i think it, if you care you'll you'll learn more so that's you know i really cared about it so learned a lot there. So tell us a little bit about your journey as a musician through kind of the bands that you were in in high school up until now in Wilder. Like what was that transition like musically like? Yeah and again a lot of this is like I'm speaking for myself because Steven has his own trajectory and I'll, I'll talk about that but like I started in high school in kind of playing around in like pop punk like alternative kind of bands. Uh, I think my first band was called Kinesthetic Audio and uh we like played just like the pep rallies and we would play like the gyms in town and stuff like that. And it was just fun. The singer of that band was a really talented kid. He was super like Reliant K influenced, um, still is. And then after that, I moved back down to Long Beach when I was 18. And by that point I was fully fledged in the hardcore music. So I started a band with my friend, Brandon. And from there, we just started meeting people playing sketchy backyard shows, playing sketchy venue shows. A lot of shows in LA are sketchy, honestly, especially hardcore. And then um, through there, I I met a band called Dynasty, who is on Face Down Records. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Face Down Records. They had like For Today and like um, Sleeping Giant. Those are like the big ones. Um, I got involved with that, and that's really where. I got into touring. Um, I played like Cornerstone Festival, just started touring a lot with that band. And then kind of as that band hit its peak in like 2013-ish is when Hearts Like Lions, um, I, I had joined Hearts Like Lions on the side. We were just playing like little shows. And in 2013, um, we decided to go and record a, like our first EP. And from that EP, we got signed to Tooth & Nail Records. Um, and then from that, came just this crazy spiral of touring. Um, so Dynasty kind of fizzled out and Heartic Lions took the reins. And we did a lot with that band, man. <laughs> it 
that took up that took up the majority of my time honestly from 2013 14 up until up until now um that was my main grind and then um in 2019 we started to, to slow down a little bit and um we what did we do um two of our guys stepped down and then simultaneously the label dropped us or we didn't oh, sorry we, we broke up with the label uh in a in a you know kind of like a mutual split just walk away um and at and by that point um me and steven were really um wanting some change uh because from two like you know it was about six or five or six years of being like really in the christian music scene um with via tooth and nail records so by the time we got out of there we really didn't identify uh with that you know worldview anymore and nothing against it honestly but like we just really we kind of grew out of the cliches of it and we we're sadly hearts like lions was very pigeonholed in it and um the only tours and shows we were getting offered were like with christian metalcore bands and those kind of festivals and that was just like not what we wanted anymore so we made a decision to just let it go and totally do something new and that's where wilder was born um and then that we recorded the new songs in the beginning of 2020 and then every the world changed and so we had to put everything on hold and like only now like next week we're playing our first show as as wilder so it's been literally a whole process ever since we stopped arctic lines yeah that's uh super exciting though that you guys are getting to play your first show soon um, dude after what is practically like two three years mm -hmm. of just kind of doing stuff like how's that feel no it's really cool man um i kind of don't believe uh after after like all this quarantine and like being gone from shows it's just like the initial like heartache phase for missing it for me sadly kind of passed like and now it's just, i'm just so like used to like doing things that are not band related that now that it's starting to pick up again i'm like all right well we'll see it when it happens you know um but i think that's also kind of good because like it's not my it's not like the identity that I used to have when I was younger, like, I don't know. Are, are you, are you guys musicians at all? Do you do play music? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you don't, have to be, you don't have to be a musician to identify with something like super strongly to where like, you're almost like your self-worth is wrapped up in it. I feel like a lot of musicians are that way. Uh, we, I'm, I mean, when I was younger, it super was cause I was just a kid, but now it's not the case. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of holding them both. I'm I, the whole idea with Wilder, like after we experienced what we experienced and seeing other, like our friends bands, like get like super successful and like seeing other stuff happen. Like it was really cool for them. The common denominator was like good things taking their time. And then just like kind of having a, a loose grip on it, not holding it too tightly because I found that when you hold something too tightly, like you just want to control every aspect of it. It's like a relationship too and stuff. You can't do that, you know? It's not going to work. So tell us about the writing process of the EP Bad Bad Luck. So you talked about how, um, you know, good things take time. How long have has this been in the process before it was released? It's It started as Hearts Like Lions songs uh, in November okay. 2019. So uh, we, we <laughs> by, by like 2019, Hearts Like Lions, we were like a, a, a troubled marriage. We were just trying to like, <laughs> do different things that we hope would work so we 
actually was really sick. We uh, packed all our shit in the van and drove to Joshua Tree. Um, and we stayed out there for a week straight in an Airbnb, just in the middle of nowhere. And it was like, it was like a small town outside of Joshua Tree, if that says anything. And so like, we just stayed in the house, ate good food, uh, drank a lot of alcohol, and, <laughs> and wrote as many songs as we could every day. And that was really cool um, because it was a good bonding experience, but also like we got to go deep. So like, I don't know if you've heard the song, Bite My Tongue, uh, but that was one of the ones we wrote like at night in the desert. So for me, like that song kind of has like a, a nighttime desert vibe uh, that I'll never forget. So that's where it started. And then January, 2020, uh, we go in the studio, we had to shave all those. We throw about like 30 songs. We had to shave them all down to five songs. And we chose, we agreed upon five songs. Actually, we agreed on four songs. And then we, me and Steven just pulled one out of nowhere within like two weeks before the studio. That was Oh No, the very first single we released. That's, that was the first actual song that just Steven and I wrote um, under the, as Wilder. Uh, the other songs were written, you know, prior to that. Um, that's pretty much what it was. And the way you hear them now, they're, they're a little different than they were when we wrote them, but they stayed pretty, pretty solid the whole way. So what was kind of uh, the reaction that you guys got when you released this EP? You know, you're mm -hmm. pretty much uh, like, I don't want to say a new band, but you're a new band, you know, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you released this uh, five song EP with a lot of like real high energy stuff. Like what was the reaction that you got from that? Musically? I think people loved it. Uh, I think, I think we lost a ton of followers at first because people just saw this like band that they didn't even know. Uh, they didn't know it was Hearts Like Lions. So, cause we changed, we, we kept all the Hearts Like Lions socials, but changed everything else. So we lost a bunch of people. And then we've since then regained all those people back and more. Um, the, the transition has been interesting because on one hand, there's people who are really into it and there's new people popping up that are like into this genre of music and they really have no recollection of our past, which is pretty cool. I like that. But there's also some people who we carried over from Hearts Like Lions who genu genuinely were just fans of our music who have been really cool about it. And there's other people who you know we expected this but didn't they don't like the fact that we're not a christian band anymore so there are you re, if you look at the youtube uh there, there's some there's some salty uh peeps in there because there's like beer in the video and stuff like that so i don't know that's how it be but overall oh it's overwhelming overwhelmingly been good um now it's just like a matter of building from here because like you said it really is a new band it really is and you've been working with Stephen for about 10 years through music and everything. What has your maybe personal relationship kind of developed into in this project from like Hearts Like Lions to Wilder now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we've like, we've come to a point where we're just so comfortable working with each other and we just kind of know how the other works that it's pretty sweet, honestly. Like, we, um, he's super, like I said, he's super busy now. We're, I'm super busy. When we were younger, we would hang out a lot. We, we had kind of the same circle of friends for a long time, and that circle of friends kind of disbanded. So everyone's kind of on their own now. But, like, at its core, like, me and Steven were always kind of the driving force behind Hearts Like Lions. Um, and so coming into Wilder, it's just like 
I don't know. It, it's pretty strange, but like we really don't like tug of war over anything. Like if he has ideas that like maybe I'm not too into or whatever, like I really don't. It's not a matter of like I guess like veto power as like some bands are. Like it's just like all right, let's do it. You know. Um, again, kind of like that holding it loosely. Like we both kind of just have to have that loose grip on it. And it's like, it's like me, him, and then our, I should say our manager, Rachel, like we're really the ones that kind of make everything happen. And then the label has done all the record stuff, which has been awesome. But like with, with Steven in particular, it's just like, I don't know, like we we're just like, we've been working together for so long. It's like, we just know. Well, I think I've, I think I referred to him as like my music husband. <laughs> Like, that's kind of how it is. Like, you know, how, like when you're just with someone, you know, you just don't really have to like do anything. You can just chill and they're just there. That's what it is now with us. So over the course of this, um, Hearts Like Lions, like some of the stuff before that, how did you guys kind of uh, grow? Like you talked about how like you had um, the record, you, you broke up from them. You didn't want to be like a Christian rock anymore. Mm-hmm. Like what were some of those things that you learned over the course of that experience? Yeah. Um, I think, I think a lot of the lessons came in like personal life, honestly, because Stephen and I kind of ended up on similar trajectories with like leaving the church and like leaving that whole sphere of influence. Um, in the song "Bad Bad Luck," we write about it. Uh, if you look at the lyrics, like there, it's it's pretty like like focused on kind of like people who have not been the coolest to us uh, throughout that that experience. Um, but I think like kind of answer your question, the lessons we really took away were just to, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of like really big. Um, but I think ultimately we want to really be ourselves and like, we just want to unapologetically like say what we want to say and do what we want to do and not like feel obliged to answer to somebody about it, you know? Which sadly, in, in at least in our experience, that's that was kind of what happened. And so out, out of this, you know, like I for one have become super interested in like kind of like outreach and like seeing my community here in Long Beach and like like for instance, uh, last week me and my fiance and a friend of ours, a couple of friends of ours went out on the riverbed and like handed out hygiene kits to the homeless people who live there. Not because of any other reason other than like these people freaking needed it, you know? Um, And like, that's what I'm personally getting. So I'd like to see us do more of that as well. They like use our platform for good. Um, And really not like, because I feel like a lot of Christian entities do do that, but it's also kind of the intention behind it is, okay, because we want to like get you saved and get you to heaven. You know, whereas like as opposed to just meeting a need that needs to be met, you know, so that's a that's a long answer. It's kind of big, but yeah. <laughs> um, and you touched on this a little bit um, about the lyrics of your song being deep and very meaningful. Um, but there's almost like a juxtaposition is like there are these really high energy songs that have these almost deep and angsty lyrics. Was that intentional in the writing when you guys were developing this EP? Honestly, no, not intentional. Uh, that's just kind of our natural writing style. It's really, it's really like 
it's really cool it's really strange but like even hearts like lions kind of had that um more like sparkling like catchy fun instrumentals with like a really tongue-in-cheek or like like melancholy uh demeanor behind them um that's just steven's writing style like he he's like i think it's really cool he's very personal in his writing style and then for me like i listen i, I grew up on like punk and like that kind of music warped our kind of music so together we kind of like that's what happens you know it's just that's like that's our musical style is just like unraveling the way they'll unravel i guess um yeah so with that it wasn't intentional it's pretty funny so I think something that we wanted to ask a little bit about was you talked a little bit about uh, like the music videos and how some people didn't particularly like them. Uh, but tell us about the music videos and how they came to be and how you kind of decided uh, the uh, way that you were going to go about them. Yeah, I think we've done three so far. Uh, the first one, Oh No, was very, we had an idea, okay, we wanted it to be a one-shot vibe. We wanted it to be very visually appealing uh, and fun because that song's super fun. So we got a bunch of props. We got a location and then we showed up and we really didn't have like a plan. <laughs> so we like were stressing out for most of the day setting up. And plus like people who were supposed to come help didn't come help. So we were like under understaffed. So like that was a really stressful one, to be honest. Uh, and then my fiance and my friends, like they, people ended up coming through. Um, but that one was really just supposed to be like more visually appealing, not necessarily too in tune with the message of the song at all. Um, Bite My Tongue was definitely more fun, like more, a little more relaxed, even though that one was, had to be filmed in four hours. Um, yeah, cause we ran a spot here in LA. So like that one was way more just focused on performance and then we've never really like messed around with like characters in our videos at all. So like having the hooded figures and like the, the, the red lights and stuff like that was kind of fun to mess around with. And we had a bunch of friends to show up and jump in those and getting them to be serious was kind of a chore. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but then, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. That one was kind of straightforward. Uh, I'd say like bad, bad luck was also a little more stressful because we didn't have a plan for it. We went through like five different ideas. And then like, I think the night before we were supposed to start shooting, like Steven and I just had like a three hour zoom call and just like talked everything through. And that's honestly, like if you guys keep up with the band, you'll see that's kind of our style. Um, given like how busy each of us are, like we don't have the luxury of time to just devote to this. So like, we got to get in where we get in. And so like a lot of things end up getting executed last minute, but we're so used to that, that like we actually almost perform better under that. So that bad luck ended up just being like, you know what, like, let's just make this video an accurate representation of who we are. Because if you meet us in person, I feel, I guess like this, or I don't know, like if you get to know us, like we're pretty, pretty funny dudes. We don't, we don't like to, we're not real serious people. Like we don't like, um what's it called I, I don't like jerks <laughs> i don't like people who are like take themselves too, too seriously uh, on tour we've always just been the band to like chill in the trailer and drink beer and like kind of like i don't know just that's one kind of ethic we kind of got from like like seeing like emery and the classic crime and that whole band of bands was really cool was they were just super down to earth and they just liked to hang out with each other and joke and just kind of like 
I don't know, have fun. But like, you know, we also are trying to be a little more conscious of, um, I guess like causes that we rally behind. Uh, we want to make that intentional, but the, the video in particular was just like, let's just have fun. That was in my backyard, that's in my house. So, um, you know, that was, that was pretty much the vibe right there. Yeah. And speaking of causes that you rally behind, I know I saw something very recently um, about the Black Lives Matter movement and something yeah. that you guys are doing uh, in relation to that. Could you talk a little bit more about uh, what that project is? Yeah, so that was initiated by Rude Records, I believe. Um, we had the opportunity to be featured on a compilation uh, by Lockjaw Records. And it's got like 30-something songs by bands with, I think the bands have people of color. I'm Mexican, Steven's Puerto Rican and Mexican. Um, so we, you know, definitely fall into the category. And um, I don't know, like that is to me is like, that was just like an opportunity that just fell on our lap. like we we had to be like we're just about it we, well, i don't know the, the whole black lives matter movement like people will have varying opinions about the organization itself whatever but as far as the heart and soul of it like living in la county rodney king riots we had crazy riots last year i lived in long beach we lived in a more um diverse neighborhood more low-income neighborhood at that time of the year it was fucking crazy dude um so during that whole the george Floyd thing like kind of living in it firsthand I saw the anger and the um like again like kind of just the unhinged like fury towards the establishment and you know if you don't live in an inner city area I, I understand why maybe it doesn't affect you as much it's okay like if you don't you don't see it just like I don't see what most people go through right but being here experiencing it I was like okay like I can't just be um on the sidelines about this and that was another thing that i kind of a bad habit that i picked up in church was like just oh we need to maintain the peace and not do anything like not sorry not that's not all christians but that was what i had inherited and so like fuck that honestly like <laughs> my, my 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 best friend is black like and like people are these people i don't know that's that's our brothers and sisters who are dying like we need to speak up and say i don't know I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of a no-brainer to me. So that's just one thing. Um, and then as far as like what Wilder will do, uh, I, I don't know. We have to kind of uh, like have it be something that we can all agree on. Like I can't just push what I want to do with it or Stephen, you know, vice versa. But we're definitely about all that stuff. So. And do you see that like moving forward? I know you say you can't make decisions for both of you, but like mm -hmm. in your perspective of um, kind of standing behind organizations, like whether they influence your music or outreach that you said um, that you would be interested in doing? Yeah, like, um, would, like you mean like just partnering with organizations and stuff like that? I mean, like maybe to influence your music in the future. Oh, I see. I don't know about the actual subject matter of the music. Um, I don't, we don't feel too, I guess, convicted to like make our music about that. If it's something, if it's something we really wanna write about, we will write about it. Uh, again, like for myself, like I, I'm still involved with hardcore music. So definitely have ideas where we're just gonna go full blown in that direction, but that's just a separate project. But with Wilder, you know, like, I really want the music and the art of it to not just drastically go in every direction, you know, like it's just going to 
be a little weird, but I think like you can in today's realm, it's not it's not just the music anymore. You know, it's like your band has an entity and and there's a very like layered, I guess, approach to it. So as far as what we are associated with, it'll be stuff like that. But you know, music it'll be more, I guess, um, less, I guess, rules. So yeah outside of that and the affiliation of the things that you're standing behind uh what are what are the things that kind of inspire you to write either experiences or other musicians things of that nature like what gets you guys writing yeah dude that's a great question um i think it's experiences like steve like subject matter wise and i know steven's a very personal writer i write about like things that are going on in his life and you know something that made him happy or mad or like we wrote a there's a song that it's kind of like on the drawing board that's talking about touring like like the really missing home and his daughter had just been born and so he was just like really feeling it um and then for me like what I think what what really makes me uh like like reminds me of why I'm in this is like when I hear a song that I really love and like okay I want to write something like this like I've been super into like funky music lately um, like George Clinton and uh, the Ohio players and like, like real, like, like funky, like James Brown, like black, like black funk music. And so I'm just like, bro, like, this is the shit. And so like, like feeling that inspiration, but then I like, I go and play a guitar. I can't, I, I don't even know how to, all I can do are power chords. Dude. I only, I only know punk rock chords. It sucks. So like, I'll have to like, I'll just play the beat and then Steven will write something and it totally won't be what I thought it was going to be, but it becomes something. So I don't know. That that's that's like the bread and butter for me is like, just like going oh and then drive for some reason for me driving like going on night drives and like listening to music is really inspiring for me, um, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like a little bit of everything, put it yeah. together, and that's how you make a wilder song. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly I think so. We we honestly we haven't even gotten on to ri- back on writing uh which we really should because this, this whole record cycle is going to pass before you know it and i don't want us to be you know caught surprised so i don't know we'll see so 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 then for that <laughs> outside of uh maybe some shows here and there can we expect anything else from you guys like do you plan uh do you have anything particularly mm. planned or is it just we're gonna wing it and see what happens Dang, it's kind of both. I am <laughs> um, like, I'm metic- okay, I am not a meticulous planner in any other aspect of my life except music. It's so weird. I would like for there to be a master plan, like every little detail mapped out. That's that's how I want it to be. We we actually kind of did that with Wilder, um, but you know, when you're working with multiple people, it's not going to always go that way. So, the plan, as far as I know it, is to get these songs in as many people's eardrums as possible. Um, after this show, we are kind of talking about where we want to play next. Um, we're keeping an eye on the kind of Spotify metrics and stuff like that to see like who was listening to us where. Honestly, we get a ton of love in South America um, and like oh, in like Europe. So like, I'm, I don't care. I, I'm ready to go anywhere. Um, I think for us though, we. One thing we told ourselves at the end of Hearts Like Lions was that we wouldn't just blindly go on these like 40 day tours anymore because that's a great way to get burned out. Um, And we for sure got burned out. So um, 
like moving forward i think whatever show we do book we want to make it like make it as big of a splash as possible and make it as intentional as possible um so what that means i think that just means like really picking the city the date and like the venue and like what bands we want on the bill how we want the live show to go all that stuff so well uh, mainly shows yeah <laughs> we're certainly excited uh to see what comes next if you guys ever come to philly or jersey or something let us know we'll mm. be there <laughs> we played at the electric factory is that what it's called yeah yeah um but what's a small room oh like the, the voltage electric- lounge or something yeah like that? yes yes, yes. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah, we 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 played there with Hearts Like Lions as and a lot like birds. Um and then we've played in um Pittsburgh quite a few times. Okay. Uh so I like I like Pennsylvania. It's really you guys have a lot of trees. <laughs> you guys are, it's very very pretty over there. Sadly, no no, in, in Southern California, dude, it's all desert over here. It's like palm trees and fucking oh, sand. God. Like it's like Tatooine. <laughs> that's me with like mexican food bro i mean honestly though that's not that's not bad no it's not bad i can't complain. <laughs> okay but sometimes you want to like walk through the trees and like have like a movie moment because yeah over here it's just party central <laughs> well anyways uh sydney yeah. do you have any other questions so where can we find you online where can we follow you and listen to all your music yeah, uh, Spotify and Apple Music are the ones we push harder, although we're on all of them. Uh, that's kind of the standard nowadays. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter at, at the at symbol, the band Wilder. Uh, that's, where you, that's where we're mainly active. Uh, Facebook, we try to post on Facebook too. It's the band Wilder too, on Facebook. Um, we also are working on a website where we can kind of have the central domain be. I don't want to give that URL out because it's going to, it's not gonna work if people put on it. But mainly, yeah, that's our Spotify, Apple Music, and then our uh, Instagram. I say and Twitter is where we're most active. Uh, we definitely want to get on TikTok too. We have a TikTok. It's kind of sad. Feel yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, our stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's Feel hard, that. dude. How old are you guys? Twenty-three. Okay, so I'm twenty-eight. So like, I just feel like such a. I guess boomer is the word when it comes to TikTok. <laughs> like, I don't, like, what is like this I, shit? Like, I enjoy watching them, but I don't know how to make them and successfully. <laughs> I was making them exclusively for drum videos, and it was pretty cool because the engagement on there is crazy. Yeah. But for the band, I'm, I'm clueless on what to post for the band. I have no clue what to post, like, because I just don't post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Bad day. <laughs> Thank you so much again, we'll get there. Uh, Nick, yeah, for, sure. for being on with us. Um, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks. And hopefully next time uh, we will get Steven and he's going to have to do five hours with you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making it so. I don't know if we uh, want that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. Seriously. Uh, it's really yeah. cool to just talk to people about music. I don't know. It, it's, it's rad. So I appreciate you guys. I can't wait to listen to it. This has been Little Known Tracks. Thank you so much for listening. If you or a loved one want to be featured or know someone who should, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, do yourself a solid and follow us at LKTPod on both Twitter and Instagram. See you soon.